Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Good evening, khuyanand, mawwini, and a hearty welcome to the Shahida Kali show. I am over the moon. I have, let me first greet you. I mean, anas tahan ek farahal, fir parat, and then come back. I have Amin Muhammad in the studio with me, and we're going to be focusing on aspects of drugs um, and drug addiction. Amin, assalamu alaikum, and welcome to the program. Walaikum assalam, Shahida. You know, I am so excited. <laughs> I wish our listeners can see me my, what do they normally say? As your oor in die dag, we sit your smile, reg om your kop. That's how I feel. I can so, still remember, Shahida, yeah. when, when you met me the first time. Yes. You said it's good to be back. It's oh, cool man, to be back. It's cool to be back and I really really would just like to have you know we, we talk about tough stuff but have the attitude of let's enjoy the program let's grow from it let's become better inshallah let's be agents of change and and let's enjoy this time together of just chatting and maybe you've made your tea cheese and you know sit with your little cake and your tea and and let's have a little bit of a conversation about something I think which is very very important tonight we would like to focus on the attitude that is held by the recovering addict and how important it is for them um, to to kind of hold themselves together positively you know in a way that really affords growth but be that as it may, and that's what we're going to be speaking about. I'd like to invite our listeners that at after the 10 o'clock news, um, we have the program VOC SOS helpline with Shahida Kali. And of course, I take, you know, uh, questions of or comments of just about any topic um, that you wish to speak with me about. I'd like to encourage you. I've just returned from Umrah and I'd like you to please, you know, make dua that Allah Ta'ala grant me in Umrah Mabru. And a Makbul, inshallah. I mean, um, I'd like for you to, if there are any questions around the Umrah that you wish to ask me, please, you know, do that and send me messages, and um, I'd be delighted to respond because I'm very excited. I still have, it's like I carry Makkah and the Kaaba, I carry it in my heart. <laughs> oh, yeah, that is so exciting. It was, I mean, you know. It was wonderful. It was, and really, when people say, I do not have the words to describe just how wonderful it was. And really, I do not have the words. It was my time with my Lord that I could just speak with. Mm. And I have to tell all our listeners, I made dua for everyone. I really made dua for everyone. You know, so it was, it was stunning. Alhamdulillah, it was stunning. I have to say we have an SMS that had come through and it says, welcome back, Shahida and Amin. We really missed you. <laughs> Shukran, we missed you too. <laughs> so yes, let's get to the topic, um, which we want to have and, and share in a spirit of encouragement for the people who are already in their recovery process, but also as a, a matter of encouragement for those people who are going to make the choice today, inshallah, to stop using drugs. Amen. Yes, Amin. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Uh, listeners, I want to first and foremost say uh, to Shahida, Umrah Makbul, 
Amen. grant you everything of the best. Amen. And I hope that you can grow from strength to strength. Amen. Amen. You certainly made dua for me. I hope, and I, I know. Have, I, I know have. That, and for my family. I have. And I just want to share something with you about the Umrah that you've just undertaken. Yes. You know, I've traveled quite a bit on this yeah. globe. Yeah. And uh, I must tell you that two years ago in 2012, when I, my wife and I, we undertook our journey for Hajj, um, it was, and we still speak about it, every single day. Yeah. Uh, we're not talking about a trip to Europe or the trip to India or Dubai. Right. We're talking about going on Hajj yes. and our trip there and what actually happened there, the experiences that we've had there and so on. And what we've shared, you know, and so on. Um, yeah, it's it's quite a different type of journey that Absolutely. I've had. And so I can sort of uh, relate to what you are saying and so on. But coming back to the real issue of the day is our attitude towards um, recovery, you know, recovery said, huh? and so on. Uh, first of all, I just want to say, like I would normally say, uh, you know, all praise is due to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Lord of the worlds, and for having given us a mercy unto mankind, our beloved Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. May Allah grant him and his companions and his wives and everybody else that surrounded him, you know, the highest praise of Jannah, inshallah. Allahumma ameen. Having said that, I want to move forward and out. A topic for today is one of, you know, what should our attitude be towards our recovery and how that can enhance our recovery and yes. so on. So, yeah, so that's our topic for today. You know, Shayla, I think the first thing that I would like to say is, you know, I used to sit somewhere and I used to imagine these things, you know, that guy is wealthy because he must have done something wrong and accumulated some kind of wealth you know unbeknown to anybody else and then he used that you know haram money and then he built himself uh, that little shop or that little house and from there you know he built himself a little empire and then he bought the garage and then he bought himself the car and so on so I every person that I saw that was sort of successful in one way or the other that is now financially or otherwise i always thought that there was a small little demon or something wrong that they had done yeah uh, and uh, and and i never ever thought about this actively but since i'm you know my recovery some years ago in actual fact some lady asked me the other day uh, when i was speaking to sheikh tari before he undertook a trip to calcutta uh, she asked me, how long are you clean? So I said to her, no, uh, I'm only clean since yesterday. And that is something else, you know, that we can sort of carry on talking about. But coming back to this thing, you know, where we sort of say to ourselves that, listen, um, I need to also do something a bit illegal. And so when I undertook this illegal thing, you know, of wanting to accumulate a certain amount of wealth, you know. Um, yeah, I got caught. I got caught. And so how come this happens to me, you know? 
And so if you do something illegal, you will get caught. You know, it's not even Murphy's law that applies here. You will just get caught if you do something. And so now you worry about, you sort of worry about, you know, who gave your game away, you're looking for demons and so on. But I think we're about to have a commercial break, I think, Shayla. Yeah. And so we just we. Yes. Before we carry on. Yeah. And I, 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 yes, but there is a thought that I'd like to connect to what you're suggesting. Because what you're describing is the, the continuing of kind of not taking responsibility. Yes. There again seems to be the blame is externally. Yes. And so, like you said, yes. you know, so it's, it's the focus is not what have been my decision. Instead, the focus is. Who tried to harm me oh, here? Yes. Hmm? But I think and that's a thought to behold. We are taking commercial news now. When we come back, we will, and, and Amin will elaborate further in terms of what is helpful to enhance your recovery. Stay with us. Welcome back. I'm Shahida Kali and I'm speaking with Amin Mohammed. We're focusing on different aspects of drugs. Tonight we are focusing on what enhances the drug addict's recovery process. So Amin, you were busy explaining your process and your thought processes and how at that stage it was not helpful. Yes. What I'm basically saying here is this, Shahida, is that you know that type of mindset that I've had you know about uh, they doing something wrong and you know they are sort of uh, sort of getting a certain amount of money or acquiring certain things through illegal means and that sort of like sort of projected them forward and propelled them forward to the next phase and so now they are now all hunky-dory and so on and when I, you know, when I started my recovery program, it wasn't easy at all. Because you must remember, I'm 47. I don't have a dime in my pocket, let alone a cell phone, let alone airtime for that cell phone. Um, I just got the clothing on my back. And, you know, how does a person now start doing this? Mm. You know, um, who's going to give you a job? Where are you going to start and say, so, you know, you can't stuff like even think, allow yourself to stuff like sit back, back and think about, you know, about the whole thing. And, you know, you sort of throwing more Spanish in the work and which becomes preventative for that very thing that one that you want for yourself that's going to propel yourself forward. You sort of breaking your own self down your own self-esteem goes down again and you say to yourself, but who's going to trust me and so on. So there's a lot of things that happens, you know, in a drug addict's mind or a recovering person's mind. But that being as it is, you know, those are the realities that I had to face. And I just said to myself, you know what I mean? It's okay. You were the person that was affected by this and you are the person that is the main player in this type of thing. So if you don't get a job, that is the reason why I don't get a job. And so I started my journey. You know, I can remember 
I worked for very little money. Absolutely little, little money. But from there, you know, I could give my sisters a 200 rands for rent. And the other thing was is that they actually put down an, an ultimatum for me. They said to me, I mean, if you don't get a job within one year, you can stay here for one year, eat here, sleep here, drink here. We'll take you to a place where you can start looking for work. We are wanting to help you, but only for one year. After 365 days, then you're going to go back to the shelter because then we know we can't have you here. You've got to be a contributing member of society. My attitude wasn't one of, wie is jy om die vir my te kom vertel? Hele dan vir my te huis het gesmet, so, uit my eie paase huis het gesmet, I never had that attitude. I just said, okay, fine, I hear what you people are saying. And for them to tell me that was painful. It really was painful. For you? For me. Okay. And I think also for them. I'm sure. I'm you know? sure. Um, it's hard. But I'm it's talking really about myself hard. here yes. now at this yes. moment in time. Yeah. Okay. I only think about how painful it was for them after I've recovered. I don't know their pain at that time. But for me it was really painful. I can still remember my elder sister when we were sitting at Dubai Airport. She said to me and in no uncertain terms, I said to myself, I'm coming back home. Why didn't she just have the heart of not telling me that before she boarded her flight to Durban? And she says to me, you know, I mean, now you've had this trip. We have now given you this trip. You've now seen the world again. We've opened this, you know, this new avenue to you that you've always been on the road of traveling abroad and having these good things. We just want to show you what you know, what can be offered to you if you can stay off drugs and if you can have and not have a drug attitude, if I can put it to you that way, Shahida. And she said to me, when you get back home, do me a favor. Get yourself a damn job. Okay? Because now I've paid for you for the trip. I've paid you for your spending. I've paid you for everything. But when you get back home, get a damn job. Mm-hmm. Okay? That's all, that's all that I wish for you now. Assalamu alaikum. And she got onto her jet and she went back to Durban. You know, my flight was about two hours later, Shada. I cursed her. Mm-hmm. I cursed her. I said to myself, Ya Allah, how could my own sister have, you know, have told me something like this. I felt totally offended. But yet, I want to thank her today because it was the truth. It was the truth. How do you expect? Oh, how how much nicer do you want them to speak to you? After such a long After time. After such also. a long time. Yeah. Really. Okay. They need to put you back into reality. But the key to my success, if I can call it success, was to zip my lip. Now, I and, and, and I mean, just to have a moment and to stay there. I'm... Hoping, inshallah, that there are people who have been drugging or who are, who's making the change, but who hears that. Um, a huge 
a, a, a huge contributing factor to the difficulty of the relationships which impacts on enhancing the recovery mm. is as Jeriel Ted Backchat and Jeriel Ted Trachbaklay and so on is really one of the factors that makes it takes away the enhancing part. Yes. It makes conflict in the recovery. It makes you not want to learn. You know, Shaida. You don't want to learn. That is, uh, it's, it's a, a vitally important reminder. Yes, but I, I just want to say this, mm-hmm. uh, Shahida. You know, Shahida, if I, let me just change the tables for a mm-hmm. moment. For instance, if I deny this attitude, I'm right, which I always had. For 30 years, I was always right, and it was even longer, Shahida. I was never wrong, never, ever wrong. Okay, and they always tell me, I mean, sit with your books and study, Billy. Uh, when are you going to see writing next week? Don't want to. Um, I mean, sit, don't want to. Mommy, daddy, you're spoiling, I mean. Yeah, they're jealous, you know, that type of thing. But the thing here is, more importantly, is, if I was so damn right, Shahida, what took me to prison? Mm-hmm. What took me to the streets? How come I looked like a berghi? How come I became a beggar? How come I became disliked by the community? How come the community shunned me? How come? So, surely, and guess what? If I wasn't in denial or realized that I wasn't in denial, then God forbid me, you know. I want people to hear the extent to which I went to, right, being in, in a denial state, not realizing that I was harming myself because I was driven by my ego and my arrogance had overtaken me. That really overshadowed everything that I could have been wrong. So when I realized if I was so right, what took me to that journey without even a jet or, or even without me booking a ticket? Then really, yeah. I need to revisit that. And when I said to myself, let me visit their vision. Yeah. Or what, what, you know, sometimes if you're looking through a little pinhole and you see something, let me look through their little hole and see the movie that's being up displayed. Because I'm saying, yeah, they're going flying off to London. They're flying off to Zanzibar. They're taking the entire family with my other sisters. And they're all going in a nice group. And they, I'm still wandering on the streets of Cape Town. They're flying to Dubai and to India. And I still couldn't get it. I'm saying, they're enjoying life. Here I am. So why couldn't I be part of it? So they're wrong. But look what they've got. I'm right, I'm right, but look where I am, I'm in prison, I'm in Paulsmore, I'm in Brandfly. How could, how is that possible? So when I changed my attitude of saying, you know what? Listen, wake up, listen, things started to change for me. And when I changed that type of attitude of taking advice and taking an informed decision, things changed for me. I think, you know, if there were other voices of people who have been struggling with drugs, I'm sure that there would be many who would say, or many carers who would say, often there is a difficulty with listening. Yes. There's, there is 
such a strong opinion of I'm right, like you said, and I will not listen and I'm not prepared to listen. And I, I think in that package also, why would it be so difficult to listen? Was it because there's such a lot of blame of the others? I don't. I, I don't want to go there yet. If okay. I can, but if I can just say something okay. to you, you know, I was traveling abroad one day, and if I look at at everything Allah Taala has given me, there are different angels. You know, people. You know, listeners. There are angels everywhere that we go, and I want us to understand that. Even a person on the street that you meet, even if it's a robot or the camera or whatever it is that we meet on the road or anywhere, it's a little angel. And this little angel, he was a Chinese guy, said to me once, when student ready, teacher appear. And I just couldn't, I said, wow, that's such a good statement, such a nice proverb or whatever, idiom, call it what you like. And and the thing here is, we hear certain things, mm-hmm. but we just don't understand the extent of what was just said or conveyed to you. Well, I and suppose I there's resistance to accepting yes. it or, or yes. hearing it differently. Yes. And, 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 and you know, Shaida, now that I'm well, it rings like music to my ears. And I suddenly realize why it is that two students fail in a class because when the student is not ready, the teacher will never ever appear. Yeah. I give talks, you know, to a rehab center in Skarpsgrau every Sunday from 11 till 12. And by Allah, I go there not for money, not for any other thing, but just for, you know, for my own sobriety. And then also, if only but one soul, and I hope that they are listening to me at this moment, if only one soul by the Qudrat of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala can come right out of this, and if only one person there, and even those that are listening, can just take a small bit of advice, you know, then my day will be made. And I'd, I'd like to just stay with that point for a minute i mean shukran for that because what i'd like to suggest is including myself and our listeners we're talking about what enhances recovery that's the issue but really what we can we can almost say is what enhances the the process of recovery in this instance, we're talking about drugs, but we can actually almost talk about every one of our own jihad nafs. The principle of what you're speaking about yes. is what affects every one of us just differently. Yes. You know, it's like we are attached to different things within ourselves, which we struggle with. So this program about enhancing the recovery speaks about what all of us need to think about and reflect about and make our own and apply it to ourselves. So what is it that I'm struggling with that I don't listen, that I fight against, that I'm resisting to, Mm. that I'm not listening as I should. Mm. And therefore, this discussion holds a lot of value. Mm -hmm. And I'd like you to continue. I just want to read and share with you um, 
some of the SMSs, you know, before we take commercial news, yeah. because we have to take commercial news. And I'd like to say shukran to the people who have sent the SMSs. We really appreciate it. Um, one of the SMSs says um, and, and speaks about the Umran and asks, you know, makes dua that Allah must grant me an Umrah makbul and mabrur, inshallah, ameen. And says one can't help being over the moon when we return from Makkah, alhamdulillah. Yeah. And I really want to say absolutely, yeah. you feel absolutely over the moon and even more, yeah. even higher up. And then there's another uh, message that had come through that says, um, Shahida and yourself, alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah. So happy that you pay our back. You've been sorely missed. <laughs> so shukran so much. We appreciate it. It's mm. good to feel, you know, that we are kind of connecting yes. and the excitement yes. of it. And I want to say from both of us, you have been missed as well, though we were away and we were doing really beautiful things. You know, one still missed you and spoke with Allah and made dua for you. And really, so it's liquor to be back. <laughs> so, I mean, we have to take commercial news when we come back. Inshallah, we will continue with the program that is focusing on enhancing our recovery. Inshallah. Shahida Kali and I'm speaking with Amin Mohammed. Our focus is enhancing our recovery or your recovery if particularly you are a drug addict but I would want to say the principles that are being discussed are principles that each one of us can make our own and apply it to our own situation because focus is being put on arrogance, not listening, being resistant, not wanting to learn, believing you are right, no one else is right. They all have attitude. I'm the one who's right. Mm -hmm. And that those types of um, attitudes would be critical in stopping or not enhancing the recovery process, isn't it? Yes. Okay. You know, Shahida, like uh, I spoke to the listeners uh, during the course of last year, I think it was in October. I was telling the listeners that uh, some person had told me seven years prior to my recovery or start of my recovery, that you are resisting change, I mean. I never could understand what that actually meant. And, you know, I understand it all too well today. And I explained myself as to what resistance to change means. And I think what we are talking about is precisely that resistance, yeah, resistance to that particular to type of change. Yeah. And, you know, those are sort of things that negates the productivity of the human being and, you know, the human self. Uh, towards this particular subject matter. But I think the other thing is this, when we had this commercial break, you know, you were describing to me about a young man that had, you know, uh, they are clean from drugs alone, but they check on for the next fatality, alles altijd reg, and that type of thing. You know, you know, Shaida, my response to that is that you can get off drugs, which is but just like the cherry on top of the bigger, bigger problem. You know, the problem is somewhere in between or, or inside, uh, you know, that big cake that you've just made. And the cherry is just on top, 
just sort of like red flag you. Hey, you know what? You are that chocolate cake, or you are that drug addict, or you are that, uh, you know, alcoholic, or you're that other gambler, or whatever the case might be. That's what the cherry is telling you. And so people think that, you know, if I stop gambling, or if I stop uh, going to the merchant, or, you know, stop going to the bottle store, then my problem is solved. And I think, you know, that they are so, so, so wrong. And that's why parents, you know, sit with this problem of Virginia machine as a rookie is as funny drugs off, but they had no bloody bad attitude. If no other word has said it, but okay, he's got this other bad attitude. Mm-hmm. He still comes in late and he still, but that is where it started. I will know no weeki. That's where it is starting. Yeah. So he will land himself back into drugs. If mm-hmm. we are wondering why people are not recovering or why they are relapsing, is because, you see, we stay off drugs. I've stayed off drugs. But now the next thing is rearing his head. And that is my attitude towards that drug mm-hmm. or that drugging behavior. Mm-hmm. Right? So if I still come with my macho six signs and my gangster signs and all of that, it's going to take me where I was before. So if I, you know, if I can speak about myself, if I now don't get a proper job, haven't realized that I need to get a job in order to sustain myself, let alone my children and my wife and all of that, you know, I first need to recover. And once I've recovered, I must now afford myself the opportunity of saying, let me think differently and say nothing has, you know, happened easy for everyone here on this dunya. You know, like I always make a joke out of this. I wanted to become a singer when I was younger, but then suddenly I wondered what will happen to Michael Jackson if I won. <laughs> so, so, the point oh, that I'm, so the point I'm making, uh, uh, Shahida, yes. is this. There's only one Michael Jackson <laughs> out of six billion people. Okay? Ooh, yet, uh, only uh, one the fans Bill of my, Michael Jackson is yes. probably all sitting thinking, Mama, yet, uh, I mean, yes. we didn't just so, so, so the thing here is, you know, Shahida, <laughs> is that there's only one Michael Jackson out of <laughs> six billion people that can just, you know, that becomes a little teeny t- um, yeah. teenage pop idol makes millions then we've got Bill Gates and so on it's only one sure. out of six billion the others there's Have no secret hard. about success people there's only one secret about success hard work hard work see where hard work took me for the past seven years then I feel like an idiot because for the past 30 years I could have had five times this amount that I've had now in this very short space of time but is it about money no no definitely not look at the amount of people that have embraced me look at what has happened to my life right and look where I am today Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. Only with the kudrit of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Oh, yes. Allah ta'ala, you know, promises us that if we become patient, right, then patience is part of success. And so, you know, uh, Shaila, when we, ha- when we um, were talking before we had the start of this new program, I was telling you that I have, you know, I'm starting a program f- for the past three weeks. I had started a little program with Chief students. Uh, teaching them maths and English, you know, um, 
because they are, you know, they're about 19 or 11 years old and so on. Look what I'm able to do now. Not that I've been feeling great about it, but just so that I can, you know, ease my soul and soothe my soul. And I think that is what it is right. all about, Shahida. But and I, and I would want to say, when you say <coughs> soothe my soul and so on, and, and yes, it, it would be a very rewarding, it's almost like balm to the heart that needs yes. to heal and the gratefulness, not the greatness, mm. the gratefulness that accompanies that. But I want to take it away from that thought. We have an SME that's very different, mm. but I'd like to pose it to you and, and perhaps you could share your yes. thoughts. Um, with this person um, Oh, another SMS I need to, I'm actually going to go to SMS 2 first, it says Michael Jackson so really it had okay. me laughing because yeah. I'm a Michael Jackson fan as well, so okay. that was really really a good one mm-hmm. the, the, other, the, the other SMS that it comes through says um, to address to you and the person says the person is very proud of you and then is asking for advice and is saying the person is 45 mm. and wants to get married mm. but can't find a lady. So the question is, what am I doing wrong? In capital letters, the doing wrong part. And immediately my heart goes out to the person and says, you know, by Allah, one wants to hold your heart and says, okay, I think it's good that you're asking the question. Mm. Perhaps not to say, what am I doing wrong? Mm. But to say, perhaps there's an opportunity to do something differently. But just to say one holds the heart because one can hear that this heart is sore. Yes. This heart has a but need. I've got an answer hey? for him. I've got a Please, small will answer you? for will him. Please, will you? Uh, you know, my brother or my sister is the. It's uh, a brother. It's a brother. Yeah. You know, my brother, I just want to say to you, I got married when I was 40. Okay. Okay. And guess what? My wife, I'm 50, 50, going to be 54 this Masha year. My Allah. wife is only 39. Well, mashallah. So maybe, if you, like you said, like you are 45, I think you're going to hit the spot very, inshallah. very soon. Inshallah. Inshallah. Amen. And I think, you know, such a, a message of encouragement that mm. sometimes you said earlier on, you know, and when we make dua, mm. for me, what one of the things that's, that I was reminded by on the Umrah was the Sai and I I always would relate and I'm I'm responding to the question actually so if the listener can bear with me my thought is when Sayyidatina Hajira radiallahu anha made dua she asked Allah for sustenance for herself and her child but why did the Zamzam not come immediately? Mm. Why did she have to run seven times between Safa and Marwa before and she had to work for it? Mm-hmm. So she made dua, she believed, she trusted Allah. She believed that Allah will not, you know, deny them sustenance. Allah will look after after them yet she did something about it. She ran to find it and ran back and made dua and pleaded to Allah, but kept on running until Allah brought to the Zamzam. Inshallah, Allah Ta'ala is going to allow that this gentleman finds a, a beautiful woman that is that is kind of, as we say, you know, the Zamzam is such beautiful sustenance yes. and beauty and life and, and so on. You but, know, you know Shayda, if I can just yeah. you, you know, um, 
I would just like to tell the brother that he must have faith and Inshallah. tell him exactly what faith means to me. Faith is taking a step in the dark and you know not even knowing that the flight of st- steps is going downward. So yeah. And yeah, and and that that is um, a great description in terms of how much you have to have mm. faith. And I think also what comes to mind for me is if you think of darkness like mm. you described and you yes. think it can never, it feels impossible, mm-hmm. then think of, of you know, the Nabi um, Yunus, mm. who was in the belly of the whale and it was so dark, you wouldn't be able to see when he's inside that whale. And yet he pleaded to Allah. And Allah Ta'ala made the most impossible happen. But what one wants to practically say, and we're going off our topic, but I thought we need to, to respond. To uh, what I, what I, practically what I often say here are thoughts to share is, I say open your cell phone, look at all your contacts. Mm. Then select the people that you can connect with as your friends now as people who have the possibility of having sisters cousins so get to meet and and mingle with your people on your contact list like your brothers like your cousins perhaps you know people whom you know so on seniors khana means vajeni kini khana means vijekin vajevit Yes. And then so that you allow yourself the opening to social interaction, mm. to the possibility of meeting someone. The other thing that I want to say is, uh, I, uh, this is something I so would like to recommend to our ulama. Mm. We need to try and look at um, a system by which we have eligible Males and eligible females in our mm. community, so that as elke masjid sena, ekit Fatima in Halima in Shahida, wat ni getrouwtes ni, en ekit Ashraf en ekit Muhammad en ekit, you know, and can these people not be paid? You know, so I really think it's a system that I think we ought to consider. You know, I just want to come yeah. back, you know, and to say. Um, the brother is obviously talking about, you know, about the show in terms of like um, maybe he's a drug addict or maybe. What am I doing wrong? What am I doing wrong? Yeah, is so the focus. Just coming to, I'm not sure if the brother is an active, uh, you know, uh, drug addict or if he's a recovering drug addict or so on. I just want to say to the person that I've been an addict for number of years and uh, when I used to be seen with a particular person or a lady then people used to say hey be careful so I can understand why people you know have that type of thing and so on inshallah may give you the hidayah if that is you know your dilemma that you do find yourself in that you find newness and inshallah, inshallah I mean and that you stop uh, you know, find a new way out of this problem. Inshallah, inshallah. One of the things that I will, and we, you know, are moving towards closing the program. One of the things that I that stands out for me, and I'd want to say to the person who um, had sent the SMS in the program VOC SOS helpline, I'm going to speak further about the situation and share with you some practical thoughts um, that I that I would like to share with you. But I'd like at this moment, while you here, I'm 
mean want to say um, I would can remember when you say in your process of recovery of change mm. the same with this person yes. the ultimate most important is the first connection is with my Allah mm. when I make dua and I ask Allah yes it is your first starting point from there grows the psychology yes. and the other practical stuff mm. but the first is your dua yes you know you know Shaida, it is a person needs to have a holistic approach to the healing process of the of the recovering person and and you know you can't sort of like do it actively in segments you've got to sort of like tackle it Holistically, yes. you've got to sort of yeah. like on all fronts, yeah. you know, um, like they say, Timothy ointment lekker and smear of all fronts, and you know, that type of thing. Mm -hmm. So, so you've got to do that type of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, you've got to allow yourself the space, and you've got to allow yourself, okay, I've heard now what you've said, yeah, let me assimilate it, let me not immediately react towards what is being said let me delay my reaction so when i delay my reaction i can actually get a better vision of what the, the you know the next person is sort of like telling me uh or what the message is that is being conveyed and i and think we need to start listening uh and we need to sort of like start provoking our own mental thoughts right in the proper direction inshallah. inshallah with that we have to conclude the program i've been speaking with amin mohammed i'm shahida kali and just to share with you amin mohammed's cell phone number is 078 390 9011 078 390 9011 amin shukran and assalamu alaikum wa alaikum assalam listeners